athletes like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome everybody to I Loathe Basketball. This is Harrison Harrison and my new show as the Lakers Lounge is still on Thursdays. Harrison is now recording on Wednesdays. And it was never a very loungy show. Like we can be honest, right? Like this is I mean, I tried to keep it loose. You know, I was I was the designated driver in the lounge, but you know, we yeah, I, I guess it's just difficult for me to make it like to feel loungy when I'm the only one drinking there. Then it's just an intervention. That explains like why you stopped inviting me out places. <laughs> well, that and I moved 2,000 miles away. But yeah, yeah. One of those De- two things. <laughs> um, so yeah, we are recording. This is going to be our new show. Lakers Lounge is still on Thursdays. That's the live roundtable that various people from around the pod feed are going to be on. Um, that has been really fun so far. It has been a blast. Uh, at the very end of the show, Aaron outed Raj's Twitter likes, which was not where I thought that show oh, was going. Oh, were you going. not aware of this? This is from a couple of years ago, but yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I okay. knew that I knew of it, but I just yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. think that that's where that was going, <laughs> which is kind of a perfect theme for how those conversations go, because we started the previous roundtable uh, roasting Aaron's nose uh, as he almost broke it on a treadmill. So, yeah, um, yeah, nonstop. And you started that one by talking about, you know, I guess Raj is only 5'7". I actually, I, I would have guessed 5'9", but, you know, he confessed it on the air to his future <laughs> wife listening to this. Sorry. He got pissed because I said he was 5'4". Um, all right. So today on the I Loathe Basketball Show, which is a play on the previous name of the show, which was I Love Basketball, originally was with Sabrina Merchant and... Oh my God, I'm I'm blanking on her name, Sasha. Oh my, Sasha. Thank you. Uh, they had a great show together. Obviously, Sasha went on to do great things. Now, I believe with the Ringer, and uh, now the, <laughs> I replaced her with Raj, who still loves basketball, but uh, whose soul was crushed all uh, fairly often by Sabrina. That was a blast. Sabrina has now moved on to incredible things now with the Athletic. And that leaves Harrison and me to sit here and unashamedly hate the Lakers. How about that? <laughs> Speak for yourself. Um, so that Don't drag is, me into this. That's the entire process to all of this. I did want to. Uh, I did want to honor the previous iterations of the show um, as best we can. But obviously, Harrison and I have a very different tone to this than than most. So. Without further ado, this is I Love Basketball. Today's show, we're going to be talking about a premise that I uh, brought up on this morning's Lowdown uh, regarding the, I, I guess, identity of this team, especially on offense, and how I think this should be an Anthony Davis team now. Um, and then I haven't heard the latest rumors here regarding uh, the Lakers trade stuff. And this is actually where we're going to start this thing because Harrison is actually sitting on information and it terrifies me. Uh, so I, I have no idea where this is going, Harrison. I'll let you take the wheel from here on out. 
Yeah, so this is not a bit. Um, I, Anthony is not aware of what I'm about to read him. So uh, Jovan Buha of The Athletic was on, uh, now Sabrina Merchant's co-worker, uh, was on uh, the uh, Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa show on EFTN LA. And I just went through and was listening to his appearance. And he had like a couple, you know, like sourced reports and, you know, what he's hearing. And Jovan, you know, as the last couple of years have borne out, has quickly developed a whole lot of sources on the Lakers beat, uh, you know, as anyone who's been following his, where he's pretty reliable in terms of mm-hmm. when he reports stuff. And so it was interesting to me. And Anthony, I ha- I haven't written this up yet because I was just listening to this right before we were getting set to record. Uh, so because he his only news source, because he's such a company man, is Silver Screen and Roll. He only trusts it if it's been put up onto <laughs> our website. You know, he has no idea what I'm about to talk about. And so Jovan had a couple of... I only have the highest standards. That's it. Like, it's just, it, it, I, I basically, I basically cheat and I let Harrison do all the work (laughs) and I let, I let our writing team do all the work and comb the internet for what is reliable and, and yeah, fair. Also, before we move on, Sasha Ashal is the, is the person who originally hosted this with Sabrina. I, I wasn't sure if we were supposed to give out her last name, but okay. Uh, well, it's on her Twitter. Oh, okay. Account. Well, then we're so, good. So, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I wanted to get that right because I, I really enjoyed their show together, and now she's doing great work with The Ringer. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, you enjoyed it so much you didn't remember her name. Um, it's so... been like years. <laughs> years. In fairness, you were less involved then. But yeah. uh, they, so he reported as, you know, you probably, uh, will, you probably won't be that surprised by this one, but the Lakers are still trying to trade Russ. Confirmed. That is something Ooh. that they are, you know, that they're actively doing. Like how much success they're having doing that? <laughs> Apparently not a lot because he's still on the <laughs> roster, you know, uh, firing up shots down the stretch uh, against the Pacers. <laughs> I believe he just took another pull-up jumper. Uh, can I you know. can I offer up a hot take? The Lakers can, shouldn't run their crunch time offense through Russ. <laughs> it's it was thirty six degrees out this morning out here, and uh, that's even colder than that. But no, I my hot take is stop, stop trying. Say say he's off of the market. Just just stop. Well, good news stop. for you. Stop <laughs> trading Russ. We're done here. I actually, I have some good news for you from later on in uh, this discussion. So he says that the names that are coming up the most in trade talks, you want to guess there's two names. Is it? One of them is not Russ. So I'll give you, I'll get, uh, I'll even make it easier. Is it? Wait, one of them is not Russ? Yeah. And there's two names? The, The two names that are coming up most frequently in trade talks. Neither of them is Russ, right? Neither. Because that's like the old school riddle. That would riddle. be very funny if I was like, one of them is not Russ. <laughs> right? You have to guess whether it's the first or second one. Okay. Well, that was no, like the old it, riddle, right? It was like, it was like make 15 cents with two coins and one can't be a nickel. And you yeah. say, well, the other one is a nickel and the, the other, other one's one a dime. The other one can be. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I think, I mean, it, it has to be Buddy Heald and Miles Turner still. Like, no, 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 no. The, sorry, names on the Lakers. Oh, Oh, that Pat they're Be- kind of bandying about. Yeah, Pat Bev and Kendrick Nunn. They're going to be the new yeah. uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. And, and they Kendrick just traded Taylor Horton. T- they traded one part of the poo poo platter to you know <laughs> assemble you know a new kind of like they have 
they they basically like they went to Ralph's and they bought like the veggie mixer plate thing or whatever <laughs> that like people bring to like a party with like the dip yeah. and whatever. And they right. just like took a bunch of the carrots and they threw them in the trash and they like grabbed frozen veggies and like poured them in there to thaw while they're yeah. on the way over in the car. And like that's the new thing that they're offering around to the league and an eighth grader. They're going to have like an eighth grader bring it in. Um, <laughs> so when I was a kid, baseball cards were, were a big thing when I was a kid. And, um, I used to get together with my friends and we would actually trade baseball cards. Like this was, I lived at a time when that was actually a thing that people did. Um, the kids did, and it didn't involve like thousands and thousands of dollars between us kids. But I went through an Andres Galarraga phase and, uh, for some reason, for some reason, I just kept collecting Andres Galarraga uh, cards. I thought he played third base really cool. He had an awesome nickname. He was the big cat. It was just, it, he, in, he just, he, I don't know. He just seemed like a really cool player to me. He was the nineties. And, uh, eventually though, all of my <laughs> cards that I was ready to move <laughs> were Andres Galarraga cards. <laughs> so <laughs> I kept on getting together with my friends and that they would have cards that I wanted and they'd be like, uh, I would ask like, all right, what do you want for your, you know, Derek Jeter card or whatever? And, and <laughs> It would be like, well, I know you can't have him. You can't, you can't trade for him because we know all you have is Andres Galarraga. And yeah, so- but what if you offered them Andres Galarraga and like a card from a pack to be named later? Right. You know? it, was, it was like, it was, it was, it got obscene there for a bit. Finally, like you know, because you know back then the only way that I would, I would have money to buy cards was to do my chores, so I could only buy cards once a week. <laughs> and I went on like a real cold streak and it was just shit card after shit card after shit card. So it was like really bad cards in Andres Colorado. And I guess that's technically what we're doing here, right? It's You're like, like, yeah, in five years, <laughs> I'm going to buy a pack of cards and you can right. take whatever you want from that pack of cards. Top exactly. Choice. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's basically what the Lakers are doing now. They're, they're presenting Andres Colorado and a, and a player from a future card to be named later. Yeah, a current a current middle schooler and Andres Galarraga. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they so those are the names. Uh, you know, I thought that was kind of in seriousness. I thought that was interesting because it does suggest that like they're sort of leaning towards a smaller move, which is what Jovan sort of reported. Which again goes mm-hmm. to your sort of point of the Lakers. You know, they should just take Russ off the market, stop doing the trade talks, you know, revisit it later, but, you know, try and make something of the rest of this, see what you can get for these guys. Not that you can't do these two things concurrently, but it's just like at some point, you know, if you stop talking about Russ with these other teams and like trying to, you know, make your version of Anthony's baseball card conundrum as a child, Mm -hmm. then teams are going to stop telling every single reporter that like, Hey, the Lakers just offered me Russ for, you know, uh, like for Luka Doncic and we turned him down. Uh, but you know, Um, (laughs) the Mavs might take him up on that offer because he keeps complaining about the starting lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jason Kidd said they're not changing it. So stop asking, you know, stop (laughs) it. It's a waste of everyone's time. Yeah, uh, they're done. They're done. Absolute shocker that he would not turn out to be the incredible head coach that people made him out to be last year. I, I'm I'm dumbfounded. Couldn't have yeah, seen same. that coming. Um. So you know that that was sort of the the gist of the main kind of reports. You know, I mean, how you feel about the team sort of aiming for a smaller move? You know, rather than you know with the with the poo-poo platter basically amount of money plus like maybe a pick or something like that from last summer you know to sort of marginally improve this like do you think that swapping out none and 
Beverly for uh, plus like you know second rounder or two for some sort of wing that would like I don't even know like what does that get you that that's kind of where I'm at is no one's trading for Kendrick Nunn you know when he just missed all of last year he's looked awful this year Patrick Beverly is appears to be rapidly declining as an offensive player and like a second round pick I mean who's I don't understand what you're getting for that I guess yeah, maybe if I, someone has like a bad contract they want to move on from, but the Lakers want cap space. And so that like. Right. I, I That's kind of the thing here is, is well, for one thing, I, we got to stop with the cap space stuff. Like the, the cap space stuff. Hey, I'm not arguing for it. We no, know I know. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm saying the Royal we, like I'm saying yeah. like, 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 I keep on seeing it brought Rob up. Is treating it like it's the summer of 2010, you know? It's, right. Uh, well, and they, and they don't, they won't even have max cap space. Like that's not $30 million when you have the rest of your roster to fill out is not much. Like it's not, it's not going to be a, well, like they mean? keep they're on. Gonna sign mi- that's You sign minimums for the rest of the roster. Well, that's, they're hoping that Kyrie Irving you, will be available for the minimum. For 30 million. And then you just yeah. have like 12 through, uh, you know, you have four through 15 at the minimum. Yeah. What they what they really want is to be able to sign people, not have bird rights, and never have to go into the luxury tax. But we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, um, yeah I, I but like the the whole the notion of cap space, I keep I keep seeing it brought up, and and I know that it's something that the Lakers keep floating out there to make it seem enticing to to fans who may not understand like how the cap would actually work and what they would have to be stretching thirty million dollars in a. a uh, to do on next year's roster. Um, I know that that's, that's, that's kind of like the PR stance on this. And, and there are some favors being done when it's just relayed that way without ever going into how little $30 million is going to be able to do for a roster next year that won't like, likely won't have Lonnie Walker on it. Probably won't even have Troy Brown on it. Um, and or you're we'll just trying using on to resign those guys. You know, or like, yeah, the, the, you don't have bird rights on them, so you have to like cut, use cap space to resign. Right. So either either than, either they're like, or you don't have to. Be, you know, you can give them like a certain yeah. percentage raise, but it's not very much. It's not what they'll be. But every every market. percentage raise that you give them cuts into the freedom that you have financially to improve the roster elsewhere. So yeah, so yeah, I just the, the, the whole like notion of cap space thing. Not I'm not attacking you for relaying it. I'm just saying that like when it gets brought up on bigger platforms. We should maybe go into how little $30 million is actually going to impact next year's roster. Like, that's a really important part of this. And in all likelihood, that that cap space, the notion of cap space, is more a means to to keep spending down on a team that clearly the Lakers don't believe on, right? Like, that's the bigger... That's yeah. the bigger takeaway here is that like the, the Lakers, they could add Buddy Heal, They could add Miles Turner. It would make them more... Uh, they could even add... Uh, you know, if you if you put like Kendrick Nunn in that trade, you could bring on another contract from Indiana or from some other team, and it would make the Lakers more expensive. But clearly, the Lakers don't want to spend on a team that they don't really believe in. And as indicated from the first twenty or so games of this season, the Lakers don't believe in this team. All right, sorry, rant over. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that that's from their actions pretty clear that they just you know they keep they're being sort of semi-subtle about it. I don't know how subtle you can call it when you're leaking the same reasoning to like every reporter within 150, (laughs) uh, 150 mile radius. Um, But you're, you know, the Lakers are only going to make a trade 
if they feel like this team, it will make this team a contender. I think the subtext there is they do not think that this team is a contender. And so they are not yeah. going to make a trade. Like that's Not only of, do they not think they're a contender, Harrison, they don't think they're even close to being in contention. That, well, that's what I mean. They don't think the trade will make the team a contender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, if that's your bar, then, you know, it's. I know that we've had this discussion like a million times and whatever, but it just, it does seem increasingly more clear that that is how they feel about this team. Also from the continuing like, oh, you know, like, like originally it was, uh, it was 20 games in and then now it's like, you know, it's December 15th. Cause you know, like more, a bunch of names are going to become available then that we can't predict now. And, you know, you certainly can't have discussions about those players until December yeah. 15th. Like, totally. you know, it's uh, Rob Polinka operates by the letter of the law. Okay. Um, which also <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's no rule to prevent you from discussing players that aren't trade eligible till December 15th. You just can't actually trade for them, you know? Right. So no, I mean, the idea like... that there, the idea that like, that's almost more concerning is that like on December 15th, <laughs> Rob gets like a list of players who are trade eligible and he's like, all right, our options are all, like, he doesn't know offhand who's going to be do you available think it's, then. Do you think it's like a Voldemort situation, right? Like in this, in the seventh book of Harry Potter, where like, if you said that, if you said his name, what were they called? Snatchers? Snatchers would come out and they would like magically Mentors. appear. Huh? No, no, no. The like the, the oh, mentors were, okay. no, the, all yeah. Right. But like there was, there was actually like a, like a, militia of of Voldemort supporters and oh like if you said Voldemort they would like literally magically appear wherever it was the name was said and they would grab that person and arrest that person and whatever and do I, I'm kind of wondering if if it's like that in if if Rob thinks it's like that in Lakers offices where like if you say a name that will only be available after December 15th Adam Silver will just like magically appear in the office you can't say that name yeah. <laughs> this is this is all so ridiculous. This is all yeah. so stupid. <laughs> well, speaking of stupid, um, you know, and it, this is, it gets worse. Well, <laughs> it. we shouldn't have done this live. I was <laughs> I was turning into the Joker the as we talk. <laughs> you literally just did the like the Heath Ledger slick your hair back thing. Um, <laughs> Uh, so this is, this is not Jovan's exact wording. And again, I've not transcribed this. It will be on silver screen and roll at some point today. So people can go read it and, you know, we'll put, I'm sure Anthony will put a link in the pod post. Um, but you know, Jovan essentially said that, uh, the late, his report was essentially that the Lakers don't feel like they can judge this team yet. So <laughs> it's just, <laughs> was essentially like they don't feel like they have enough of a sample size to kind of know you know what this team is capable of (laughs) and i'm just dying laughing the whole time because in my head instantly i knew my headline and it's the lakers don't feel like they can judge this team yet (laughs) report lakers don't think they can judge this team yet (laughs) they like they're 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 waiting for fuck i already forgot the 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 raj lookalike or the the uh, the rob lookalike that they drafted what was the kid's name uh cole swider they're waiting yeah, for Cole Swider to make an appearance. Wins. Yeah, yeah, they they, yeah. they 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 can't judge this team until Cole Swider makes an appearance. <laughs> what? The fuck? Like, I'm laughing because I like I'm the kind of person who laughs as the train runs him over, and like that's kind of like how I'm, I'm how I how I look at this team and 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 the, this notion of like like so according to the Lakers, 
I just love. Does Rob just marvel bit- at any team that makes a trade before the deadline? Like, does he just? <laughs> he's just like well, they, shocked. They're like, holy crap! How did you do that? List of names that are eligible on December fifteenth. Like, who tracks <laughs> that for you? <laughs> I I just. Oh my goodness! So all right, we got to back up and we got to figure out where to start on this. So. Essentially, well, no, I just really quickly, I, I just before you do, I just want to say I am so sorry to everyone about my bits just continuing to become reality <laughs> on accident. Like I started stop. joking, uh, I started joking about like running it back because I'm like, there's no way they'll do it. They all they all watched last season and then they did it. And then, you know, I, we had the whole like they can't judge this team until thing. And apparently the Lakers are like reading my tweets and they're like, oh, that's yeah. a good point. You know, they yeah. we really can't judge this team. Until, no, I, you know, Damian Jones remembers how to play basketball. Like, no, I could totally see Rob going to, to Jeannie and saying like, look, this guy has almost 80,000 followers on Twitter. And he keeps saying that you can't judge this team until Kendrick I, Nunn is back. I call and him Harrison, we get the pulse of the Lakers, Fagan. You know, he just, <laughs> I know that there used to be, didn't there used to be like an account Lakers pulse, right? That used to be one. Yeah, that was a that was a thing. I don't know if it still is, but I don't know if it's still a thing. Maybe you should you should rebrand. You're the new Lakers pulse. <laughs> well, given given all the things undergone uh, happening at Twitter right now, I'm pretty sure if I change my name since I'm verified, I will auto lock. So I'm uh, <laughs> I can't do the name changes. Uh, no. I, all right. So yeah. We got to rewind and go back to where this started, kind of. I'm losing my mind. I'm like, I, I know that we were going to talk about Anthony Davis, but I don't know if I can, if I can muster I just, up the. I want to know, like, what are they, what do they feel like is going to, tra- like, the whole roster's available now. Like, what, <laughs> what can they not judge yet? <sighs> All right. So it sounds based off of, and now look, like, there might be more to this, and may, you know, I'll I'll, I'll DM Jovan and, and I'll try to get him on, and maybe we can go into a little further detail on on some of the stuff. But yeah, you should bring him on. How accurate was Harrison's retelling of your retelling of information that you received? Right, right. We'll just keep on playing telephone. Um, yeah. So I want to start. I want to go back to the Patrick Beverly Kendrick Nunn stuff, and and it does seem to imply that. Uh, the Lakers are moving off of their attempts in trying to trade Russ, right? Because like, I, I think, like, I, I think there's an explanation for it. If we're going to be completely fair to the Lakers, they have all of the information available to them now, right? Like, it's not like some some team hasn't come along and decided that Russell Westbrook off of the bench is what unlocks them as an organization moving forward. So that's not that's not changing. Yeah, the um, only the only way the Russ situation is changing is if someone decides to blow it up and then Russ is the contract ballast that allows yeah. the Lakers to sort of like, you know, throw picks for someone or whatever. You, the, your Bradley Beals, your Zach Levines, your whatever. And again, I, I know that that's not like on its face enough. It's just in the NBA, we've seen that stars get where they yeah. want to go sometimes. And so maybe something like that opens up but that's the only way that i think like a rust trade is happening i'd be surprised if it was for miles and buddy at this point because they've had a million chances to make that move it's pretty clear where both sides stand and i don't see why one of them would change at this point like the pacers are too far out to get into the tank race well that was the thing that i've been kind of wondering about lately is 
like as much as I would have, I, it, like I would still, if Indiana called me right now and said, "All right, we'll do the deal. You can offer both of those picks, and we'll still do the deal," as we have discussed it, um, I would clearly do that. I do kind of wonder, though, based off of how Miles has played and even how Buddy has played this year, uh, is are those guys even still available for that price? Because. <laughs> I feel like yeah. Miles Turner would get more. Like I, I feel like Miles Turner would get more than just a single first round pick back. And like, he, yeah, he but he's a free agent at the end of the year, so you'd have to be confident you were resigning him. So that may yeah. be part of the complication there. And there's still and the, the over, uh, uh, overarching health concerns. And is this just a kind of unsustainable hot shooting type of thing? Maybe, but also he's been incredible. <laughs> and and like it, it also like it wouldn't surprise me if the Pacers were like actually no. The, the price of the brick just went up. And uh, we want yeah, the Rudy you can Gobert op- package for Miles. <laughs> well, it could just be, it could just be Rudy, like Rudy with better vibes. That's you how, now that's have to take on, on, on trade LinkedIn for NBA GMs. <laughs> Rudy, can you believe how terribly that's gone? Like every headline I see and every tweet I see coming out of the people covering Minnesota gets uglier. Yeah, it, it really does almost remind me of like last year's Lakers season there where it's yeah. just like everybody really quickly is figuring out this is not going to work and it's just going to get ugly and messy. Yeah, I, I, I think if, like it wouldn't surprise me if by the trade deadline we start getting trade rumors of, of either Cat or Towns or Cat uh, yeah. or Gobert. Like Gobert. those guys can't play together. Um, But yeah, I, I, I think here with, with the Rust thing, like this is kind of why I said a second ago, yeah, just pull them off. Like either trade them or don't, you know. And and I I kind of wish the Lakers like one of the leaks I've been kind of looking for is and I don't think we're ever really going to get it, but one of the leaks I've been looking for is yeah, the Lakers have decided they're going to move forward with Russ. They're going to sign him to an extension even, you know. Um you know, cuz cuz here's the thing. I think I think the ship has sailed on on the the Buddy and Miles package, not just because of what I just talked about as far as Miles's own trade value, but also like for if you're Rob and I wrote about this for Silver Screen, um, if you're Rob and you've waited to this point months longer than you probably should have, and now you're going to lose the the negotiation on top of that, like all of the waiting that you did, all it did was cost you a bunch of wins at the beginning of the season. Like everybody already knows that you suck at your job, but that's just Look, flat all, out saying we've all it. Put a work task off too long accidentally, you know? Yeah. Who among us? Well, but then, but then the thing Rob's is, like, just like us, really, if you think about it. Well, well, like if you if when you when that happens, right? Because it has uh, it has happened to everybody. But after that happens, you wind up having to do that task way better than it maybe was originally planned to be because you put it off for as long as it did. And you're like, well, this is what the, this is why we got the extra time in. Right. But if, if Rob just does this task as we've all known it to exist, then there's nothing to show for the additional time. If anything, the entire situation has gotten worse because of the additional time. Right. That means he's like holding up like a beaker in a lab. And he's like, well, we have discovered that this team is not good as currently constructed. (laughs) So, you know, Right, right. Well, no, according to him, he had, or according well, to yeah, Yovan, they're, they're pouring they like have the warps it. and, you know, the tape and whatever into the beakers and they're mixing them up and they're like, is this team good? Uh, yeah. You know. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think, like, I think a big part of this and it's intangible. There's no way to know how much of this is, it might be actually the case, but 
I think a big part of this is that pride. Like it's 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 going back to Jeannie and saying like, so. Um, it turns out no one wants to give us their star for Russ so that they can tank for Wemby. I, right. That's my bad. I misread yeah. the market. Um, right. And and I, I, I thought the Wizards were going to be worse. Yeah, I thought Utah was going to be worse. I thought Indiana yeah. was going to be worse. It turns out we're worse. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Who could have possibly? Rob is Rob is Rob Schneider in the in the Water Boys. Like, oh no, we suck again. Yeah, right, literally. Um, no, it's him yeah, watching I, like the fourth quarter uh, the other night. Yeah. He was all excited. See, I told yeah. you, seventy three guards and two decent weeks. That was yeah. the, the equation. Of, oh no, we suck again. Um, yeah, I think so. That's I don't know. What do you think of my reading on that though? Like. As that seems to be the case, I think it probably behooves the Lakers to leak. Even if, like, even if it's only in passing, yeah, the Lakers have started dis- discussions with Russell Westbrook on an extension just to get him off. Like, because some team is going to feel like they missed an opportunity. There are really bad contracts out there. There, if if the Lakers pull the that twenty seven and twenty nine pick off of it that comes with Russell Westbrook. Um, and and they say, yeah, we're just moving on and we're just going to try to improve this team on the margins. Then some owner is going to go to their going is going to go to their management and say, look, I needed to cut costs this season. And that's a great way to cut costs this upcoming season. So, yeah, we need to make we need to figure this out. And I think if the Lakers I, look, I think it we it would be incredibly uh, veiled, like thinly veiled. And everybody could probably see right through it. But I, I do think it, there would there would be some some value to be gained here to just say you know what we like what we see with Russ coming off of the bench this is going to be our roster from here on out and and yeah we're moving on. Well, the only flaw in your plan is that it would require you know you say like the Lakers should just leak this as if you know there are national insiders who will uncritically parrot whatever they hear from a team, you know, as a report without, you know, sort of checking whether or not that seems believable. Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, that doesn't seem possible yeah. to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, I guess I'm just kind of sick of the charade. Like I'm just yeah. really sick of, I'm really sick of like, we're trying to trade Russ, but you're really not right like trading Russ really isn't as difficult as the Lakers have made it look. They've had an offer that would make them them a better team for months now. They've had multiple offers, multiple opportunities now to make the team it, better than it is right now. Multiple reports, it was them who walked away from Indiana, not Indiana. Indiana was willing to do the deal. Yeah. Well, yeah, well they they walked away and I don't know how you can walk away at the last second on a deal like they're clearly pretty far apart. Nothing if <laughs> uh, no, I don't th- they remember there was the whole like athletic thing where they had the meetings over the weekend where they decided yeah. not to give up the the picks, even though it was like really close. So yeah, I, I think they were probably close and it seems that the 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 nays went out and you know, to be fair to Rob, you know, we don't know that where he necessarily stood on that. That's the thing with having a lot of cooks in the kitchen and people, you know, getting involved in big decisions like that. He can call it collaborative, whatever, but at some point, you know, maybe it's keeping you from getting something done, or you know, the reality is they've agreed consensus wise that the best thing is not to get something done but they also 
that is a poor message to send to the fan base. And so they're trying to just like, you know, just, hey, guys, just stay engaged with us. It's like Lucy with the football. It's like, you know, five, no, we promise. We promise we're going to let you kick yeah. it, you know, in, in, in 10, 15 games, Thanksgiving, December 15th, somewhere around that range, you know, and then, you know, hey, once you get to December 15th, it's like, well, we know deals don't really happen around the holidays. So, you know, <laughs> it's probably not really going to be till like early January. Like, you know, Rob needs his PTO. Like he's, he's big disney christmas fan like he's got to go you know to a couple of the holiday <laughs> nights uh the other gms have plans you know it, it's gonna yeah. be january and then in january it's like well you know deadlines promote action and probably not really gonna see anything until february 15th and at february 15th it's like hey you know well actually there weren't any deals that we thought were worth it and so we decided to stay pat we got 30 million in cap space Kyrie's on the way this summer get excited lakers fans you know maybe we can make a run with this group we're we're locking in with them I want to vomit. <laughs> like hearing I just, all. Did I just explain to you how procrastinating works? No, I. Yeah, I mean, this is gonna make well, you a whole new dangerous level of lazy. Now that you figured out that you can just like add two weeks <laughs> to anything, and <laughs> damn it, I made a whole new freaking. Ah, uh, man, I'm 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 annoyed. I I created a whole new show when I could have waited till February. Uh, I could have given myself Thursdays I'm off. You loathe basketball. This is the perfect pilot episode. <laughs> <laughs> I made a new logo for this, and I just created another show out of thin air. And I could have waited our, until February. One of our listeners just punched a hole in in their uh, in the window of their car, listening to this <laughs> on the freeway. You know, this is this is I loathe basketball. Welcome to welcome to the show. <laughs> um, all right, now the 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 second part of this is. Again, like this notion of they can't judge the team till whenever, and they can't judge the team with whatever, and and like my my thing is, Anthony, like, when did you judge this team? When did do you feel? When do you feel like it's fair to judge this team? I mean, look, I have, I have, you have receipts of the DMs that I was sending to you of how I felt about this roster heading into the season. Yeah. I got screamed at on Twitter I, I for think merely you, I think suggesting. You I think that was like Anthony Irwin feels like he could judge this team like yeah. July 15th. Well, it turns out, and, and this is the thing, like, all right, so I, I uh, who's it? Kirk Goldsberry uh, put this together, this uh, graphic yes. uh, showing the, the jump shooting by team and that like the average uh, points or the, the, the best jump shooting team the average in the average per attempt, I think, right? Like, right. Uh, so points, uh, the, the, the points per attempt on, on each jump shot, the Celtics is, they're far and away the best team in the NBA at one yeah, point, Celtics one, are like four, like four yeah, per jump shot. Basically. Right. Like that's, how, that's how good their offense has been. They're like, <laughs> they're scoring touchdowns somehow. It's the craziest thing. Um, they are averaging 1.18 points per jump shot taken so far this year, which is an obscene number. Uh, the Lakers are on the other end of the spectrum at 0.91 points generated per jump shot. Honestly, uh, it's higher than I would have guessed. So League average, league average though, is 1.02 points per jump shot, meaning that the Lakers, um, if, you know, if the average team takes 10, 10 jumpers and the Lakers take 10 jumpers, by the end of that stretch, the Lakers are always down by a full-ass point. 
<laughs> yeah, and that's sort of that's one of the things that like you know watching this team up close. You know, the other day when I was like being at my first game this year, you know, yeah, it's just you can almost feel it a little bit more than you can through the TV. It's like, oh man, the team's playing well. They're moving. You know, there's a sense of the movement and physicality that you yeah. can really only get in person. And it's like, oh man, they're dominating. And then you look at the scoreboard, and it's like, oh, Indy has hit like three threes though, and so they're right there in it. You know, because yeah. the Lakers cannot hit a jump shot. Right, and and. Yeah, and I mean it's just, <laughs> and I hate I hate whittling it all down to just math or whatever. And I I know that like me explaining a graphic on the air wasn't the best content, but like I'm trying to like it 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 is important to at the end of the day recognize like that exact feeling that you're talking about and where that's coming from because we felt it all the way back in the preseason, right? Where where man, it sure feels like the Lakers should be up by more. And and it and then and then like I both think you teams and I had a had a mental breakdown together on the first post game show with Raj. It's like oh no, this is <laughs> problematic. Right. It's like it's like every you know even you know all the way back in the preseason you would feel like man it sure feels like the Lakers should be up by more and then they weren't and then the other team would play just slightly better and then look like a destroyer of worlds against the Lakers when they're like playing slightly worse and and yeah like that's just. That's just kind of what it comes down to. And, and, and again, like, it shouldn't... It, I was able to judge back in August how bad this team was because they didn't have shooting, they're small, and they're not particularly athletic. And it's like, if you're not good on any of those three things, like, you can you could be really, really good at one at one thing, okay at a, at a second thing, and just bad at a third team, and still be relatively mediocre. You could be okay, you could be pretty good, at one thing, you can be good at uh, another thing, and you can be slightly below average at the third thing. But if you're bad at all three things, where you're not very big, and you're playing four-guard lineups, and you're not particularly athletic because you have to be that much more athletic if you're that small, and you also can't shoot to make up for the lack of athleticism and size, then you're just bad. And like, if you, if anybody just looked at the roster heading into it and looked at their depth chart and how the rotation was probably going to play out. Yeah. It was pretty easy to tell early on that this team <laughs> wasn't going to be very good. And then now apparently we have to wait till freaking February <laughs> until we I see mean, Cole I, I Spider. Just, that was me. That was me hypothesizing. No, I, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, but okay. like you hypothesized it, but Dave McMenamin actually broke it down in his latest thing or his, yeah, he did, his thing he the did, other day. He used the, the holiday line thing was directly from, from him. Yeah. You're, you're right. Yeah. And, and so like, like that's clearly probably coming from somebody and, and yeah, like th this notion that they don't have enough data to, to actually judge this team. You know why they don't have enough data to judge this team, Harrison? Is because nobody in that in that front office has enough time judging NBA teams. There's no experience there. Like it's Rob Polinka. He's your you know he's the, the 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 person with the best ratio of of success to failure as as an executive in terms of the the years that he's been there. But everybody else, like, where's the experience here? If you had, if you had, like, Bill Burka, is does Bill Burka have a seat at the big boy table? Because otherwise, there's nobody there who I, can I actually. Think, I think Bill Burka's busy on scouting and these. I don't know. I don't know that he's necessarily in front office meetings, but yeah. And, well, but that's that's the thing. so. Then they don't have like when they say we don't have. There's not enough data here to actually judge this Although team know, and analyze this team. We know Bill Burka's not arguing to trade the picks like that. You know his whole. That's probably his whole, true. Like, his whole job's worthless. If, uh... <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like the the this like. It all just feels like an excuse 
to not do your job. It feels very political, frankly, to me. It just, it feels very just like, well, you know, if we do this and the ramifications of this, and then we don't know how this is going to play out, and then we don't really know how that's going to do. And then it's like, okay, but somebody's going to do something at some point, right? Is somebody at some point is actually going to stand up and be the adult in the room, right? At some point. But I, I, who's that, who's that adult? You know, I think you and I are fairly certain that these leaks, you know, paint a picture that they don't think this team is good enough. And so maybe to them, you know, you may not agree with it, but being the adult in the room is not making a deal and making the hard choice and knowing that, you know, blowhards like you are going to come on here and criticize them without even having the decency (laughs) to discuss it with them first. Um, But like they're willing to take the pain of watching, you know, Anthony Irwin tweet mad things about them after every game to, you know, do what they feel is best for the franchise. And like, you don't have to agree with it, but that may just be sort of how they feel. I mean, I would happily talk to them about it, but they won't do any non-state television interviews like that. They'll only hop on Spectrum. They'll only hop on ESPN. Rob explaining to someone like how holidays work and that that can delay work. It would be like, so on (laughs) brand. Like I can picture him doing that in a press conference. Like yeah. he explained the Stepien rule. Like he's just <laughs> up there. He's like, you know, the thing. Have you ever checked an email at the dinner table? Yeah. <laughs> the most, the most important trade ever made was, you know, God sending down His Son Jesus Christ to, you know. <laughs> Think of all the eighth graders for all of our sins. <laughs> Think of all the eighth graders God saved with that one move. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, the I, I original trades made were when the the wise men came and provided gifts to the lords. Can I can I ask you honestly? Because I feel like I'm taking crazy pills listening to this, right? Like yeah. I feel I feel like I'm I'm just going insane listening to the leaked reasoning that is behind the inaction. Um I find myself just kind of like, am I the am I going insane? Like that, like are is <laughs> Do you feel the you know, same way? Because I, <laughs> if that's their stance, I, it's hard for me to argue that hard against it based on what we've seen this year. Like, I think that this team is better than their record so far. You know, like they have a couple of these losses that you know it should have maybe gone the other way. A couple of bounces, you know, historically bad shooting. Like, I think that they're better than their record is, but you know. Watching LeBron outside of that one game that was kind of an open run against the Spurs, you know, I could see why they'd be saying, you know, I don't know. I don't know if this team can be good enough to be worth giving that up, you know. And so Hmm. if that's the decision they've made, I I think it's fair, you know, based on what we've seen so far. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying that we can't judge this team. We can't, you know, they got to get more data point before deciding it's worth it, whatever. Like maybe that really is their stance or maybe it's just kicking the can down the road. But if they've looked at this so far and said, I don't know if this is worth giving up to for like based on what's available, that what we're going to get back and what we'd have to give up, does that make this team a contender? Like I, I sort of lean towards no. And I understand that, you know, you want the team to be good and take a shot and try and use these guys because you don't know when you're going to get them. Like I, I, I get that part of it, and I think it's a valid argument, but I also sort of see what they're saying, and I think from their perspective, they probably believe, like, hey, you know, we can get another star down the line. You know, we know guys are going to want to come and play in L.A., and we just need to not mortgage our future any further than we already have and just sort of deal with the backlash for right now. So then why 
have LeBron? Why have Anthony Ticket Davis? Failed. I mean, that's that's cynical and but probably fair. You know, you know they, like, they want the they want the they want the ticket, you know, Laker, you know, oh, Le, LeBron's passing Kareem in a Laker jersey like they want that on the next Hulu documentary. Like, uh, you know, they want people showing up and buying tickets to see those guys like, but it's, their it's jerseys. not. So then the, the name of the game here isn't actually competing like then, then we're all just kind of we're all just here watching business. I, I we're just I do, I, there's nothing counting coppers seen in the last like several months that make me think that competing is like their primary goal. Like, you know, it's getting a little better if they can, you know, swapping THT for a guy who's theoretically more playoff ready in Beverly, like these kinds of things. Like I think they'll do things that they feel like will improve the team as long as it doesn't cost that much of the future. You know, I, it's kind of this middle ground of, you know, yeah, no moves worth it unless it makes it contenders, but Hey, if it's free, I guess, yeah, like we'll try and do it. Well but. then I, I isn't another way of saying all of this is, they have judged this team. They keep on saying that 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 they. I I honestly think that that may be the takeaway. I, I really do think that there is you know all they're like reading between the lines like of them you know we can't make any moves that don't make us a contender. We can't judge this team yet. You know it's it's buying more time, but sort of feeling like hey you know maybe they turn it around. But for now, what we we have judged this team is unworthy of that price. That's what their actions are saying. I get. I guess I would love to know. I would love to inject people in the organization with some truth serum to to ask when they made that decision. Because based Rob, on Rob their is actions, a long time agent, he's definitely like, you know, like slowly poisoned himself with truth serum so it doesn't work, you know. It's like <laughs> it's the like true. a cup of cup of snake venom a day just to make sure that like, you know, if he's ever like on truth serum. Always ready. Actually, yeah. That's the actual mama mentality is taking mamba poison to be like to be ready in just yeah. in case. Um but I would love to know when they made that, like, because it does sound, it gets one thing to listen to what they say, and it's one thing to listen to what they leak, but it's also another thing to examine what they do. And it seems like one reading of the situation here is that they made the decision years ago because they haven't really been competing for two seasons. Like, they, well, they haven't. I, I think. I think the last two years, you know, look, the, we don't have to get into all of this, but the year after the title, they did, uh, all of us felt like they meaningfully upgraded and like they made some moves mm -hmm. that made sense at the time. I'm reticent to criticize. And they were like, too much of enough of that. We're never getting hurt again. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then, you know, the next year was a wild overreaction that I think was intended to contend. And, you know, some people like me stupidly at the time thought what like made sense in a vacuum and it just, it has not worked out. And so, you know, I think there, at a certain point you have to stop throwing uh, like good money after bad. And I think that may be the point that they're at based on their actions. Again, like I, I just wonder when they reached that point. Like, did they reach that yeah. point after two seasons summer. ago? No, I was, think it was this summer. I, I, I think we could probably argue it was two, two summers it, ago. It was, it was potentially last trade deadline. Really? I, yeah, I think that's probably it, because they did trade for Russ, and that was a move that they made to compete. And like regardless of how it worked out, that was a move that they made with the intent of competing. Right. That was not a like we're throwing like we think that this team's done, so we just want to tank with Russ while giving up draft picks. Like that was not like they were trying to compete with that. It was the wrong decision in retrospect, yeah. but that was an attempt to compete. And so they, I think, decided on this core at last trade deadline that this is it. Yeah. Right. And I guess I guess that just makes me sad. 
Like, I think that just yeah. like that, that just really kind of bums me out because, well, it is, it, it sort of is an ex- and it's the type of thing that, you know, like if, if we just cared about the numbers or whatever, like, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing that's hard to talk about because it's like, well, then what are we all doing here? Like, this is what you're telling me. This is probably hopeless for the next five years. Like, I mean, it's not getting better. Yeah. That's we have I mean. to wait like, for that eighth grader decided, in look, 2027. We got to take some pain. We're going to see what we can do with cap space. We're going to keep trying to upgrade the roster. Like, I don't think that they're like throwing in the towel. I think they're going to try and use this cap space this summer. I think they're going to try and keep putting together a team that can compete, but I don't think that they're going to throw future assets after it unless they really feel like it is bona fide surefire contender. And I'm not sure that I see the package that's available that does that. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I don't see them taking that approach if Kobe was LeBron. Like if LeBron was Kobe. Maybe not, but LeBron also didn't put in that much time with the franchise. Well, sure, but he also he saved also, the again, franchise. saw the last couple of years of Kobe's career. They weren't necessarily trading, you know, a bunch maybe, of and maybe that's, out the door to try and improve that team, you know? Yeah. Like and, they were and trying it, to do buy low things that they thought could help and use the cap space and, you know, sign LaMarcus Aldridge using Adam Levine, you know, in the Jersey <laughs> billboard. Like yeah. All the little L.A. benefits that they have, but they didn't, you know, they weren't like, Throwing, I mean, I guess they had already traded almost all their picks at that point um, for for Dwight and Steve Nash, but um, yeah, I guess I guess like <sighs> and Kobe, you know, they had also seen was not that level of star anymore, you know, and maybe yeah. that's the point that they're getting to with LeBron. Now, obviously, LeBron is better now than Kobe was at that point, but um, he, you know, I, I like watching the season so far. I haven't been overwhelmed. Like, have you? Yeah. He's he's not a top ten player anymore. I I think like I don't I don't think he sucks. He can still he has things that he can do on the court. Like he's not completely washed, but he certainly is entering another phase of his career. It seems like I get I guess it just sucks to have the competition taken out of the guy's hands who rescued your entire freaking franchise. Like that's the part yeah. that really kind of bothers me is that like LeBron didn't have to come to the Lakers and yeah, clutch rang ran rough, rough shot all over the uh, the Lakers there for a bit. And, and apparently they drew their line in the sand. And now they are taking competition apparently out of his hands. If, if what you and I are talking about is true here, I just, it doesn't quite sit well with me to have somebody playing as well as Anthony Davis and to have the guy who did rescue your entire organization and got you the guy who is playing as well as Anthony Davis is. And, and like tell that guy, sorry, man, we're done here. You know, and, and, yeah. and they can, they, you know, I, I think a lot of, you know, Aaron likes to come on and say that the, the, you know, the Lakers and LeBron are clearly um, on the same page and that LeBron is, is aware of everything that the Lakers do or don't do and, and all of that stuff. But like based on the leaks, he's not really happy with it. And based off the stuff that he says on his own platforms, doesn't sound like he's particularly thrilled with it. And I don't blame LeBron at all for saying like, what, for for literally for saying this right for 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 hearing that plan and going what the fuck like i don't yeah, i don't I blame mean, him i mean neither would i but i also you know it, it, on some level again it it's not like no one's going to argue that like hey rob Polinka should have more job security and more power than lebron or well not nobody not saying <laughs> yeah okay not- fair enough <laughs> no one on this feed uh is is going to um but I think, you know, from their perspective, I, I, I sort of get it of, you know, hey, like, y- you got to show us that you're worth committing to. And so far, 
they have not done that. And like, were they set up for success in doing that in the most optimal way? By that's the, the problem. No. That, that's the, that's the, that's that, the part of this that doesn't make any sense to me is like, all right, yeah. you guys look washed on this roster. It's like, how good would like, Luca right, look well, on this team? We replaced Taylor Horton Tucker with Patrick Beverly, and we replaced <laughs> you know Malik Monk with Lonnie Walker, and so you guys should be good now. Like we got right. you know, Troy Brown is Trevor Ariza who plays. Um, he's like theoretical Trevor Ariza who suits mm-hmm. up, and then and then we got the savior Kendrick Nunn, and so we're we're good to go, baby. Right, and and yeah, I, I all of it just just really kind of bums me out, and it's perfect for the I Loathe Basketball pilot episode, but like it's just. All of this, it just really kind of like it makes me sad as a Lakers fan. It makes me sad for Lakers fans, and it makes me sad as like a basketball fan and as a sports fan. LeBron is the best player that we are probably ever going to see in our lifetimes. Some of us were happy, we're, we're lucky enough to experience both Michael and LeBron. I did like barely. I, I barely remember Michael. Yeah, I caught when the I was very, like ten years tail old. End of Michael. Um, and and like. It sucks that in both of their cases, the ends of their careers were defined by ineptitude of the organization that they played for. Like the end of the end of Michael in Chicago, we saw that play out on the last dance. And yeah, then now MJ, we're watching MJ overcame that through sheer force of will. I don't know. A new new MJ LeBron debate. Ooh. Next on Indisputed or Undisputed, yeah. whatever the fuck their show is called. Yeah. That's what we should have called the show, Indisputed. Just like beg them to sue us, you know? Like Yeah. What, I I don't want to make another logo. It, it can just fair enough. <laughs> in dispute, um, yeah. I I just I find all of this really like again. It it just kind of bums me out because yeah, like we can I can hope and I can I can want something and I can frankly I do frankly disagree with the notion that like they just suck now and that it's not worth giving them a viable roster to compete with, but. Like their actions have made it pretty clear their stance on this stuff. And yeah, yeah, like that 2022 title was really fun or 2020, 2020. Yeah. 2020 title. That was really fun. And that was like win the title in 2022. I, uh, I can confirm they were just tear off, but the, but that was so, so for the last, like, I don't know. Cause they were terrible for like seven years before 2020 and then it looks like they're going to be shitty for another seven years after 2020. So for like 14, 15 years worth of basketball, we're going to have one fun season to, to show for it. Well, and that's, the thing is, and that's, is, I, I think that's what Jeannie should Buss define owner until 2035. Okay. Like I think, yeah. you know, well, but like, I, I think that that's not enough data. I, I, <laughs> I think that that's kind of, I don't know if you want to go as macro as it gets, that's the takeaway here is that like, Dr. Bus passed away and his kids suck at this. And now we're the, we have one title in four, we'll probably five years from now, we'll look back and we'll have in the time that Jim and Jeannie have been able to run this thing, we'll have one title to show for it, a really fun one. And one that means a lot to a lot of people. And then a lot of shit that we had to trudge through in order to get to it. And a lot of shit that we had to trudge through afterwards because the person that Jeannie empowered decided I don't know, a, a, a year and six months after that championship, that that core that won that championship wasn't worth competing with anymore. Like that, all of Somehow, that, it just, again, it just like sucks. Not setting, setting the record for quickest calling your own t- title team a fraud, uh, previously set by Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks. For like, <laughs> yeah. Do you think Rob and Mark <laughs> yeah, just yeah, go out to dinner? Yeah, we're not going to win it again. Let's just save cap space for Dwight, you know? Let's... Rob, Rob and Mark go out to dinner. 
and they take one bite of the greatest steak ever and then immediately feed it to their They're like, dog. it's going to be downhill from here. The steak's going to be colder <laughs> the next bite. They just like push it to the center. They're like, I am done. <laughs> they live their life by the law of diminishing returns. They take yeah. one good bite. And they're like, all right, like, we're there's good. There's no way that second bite is going to take as it takes as good. And they throw it back at the kitchen. Like... All right. Well, speaking of, of, of diminishing returns, let's talk about your life. What's your uh, misfortune of the week? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we're going to skip that was the, really the Anthony Davis discussion. Yeah. We no. I, I just on... Here's the thing. I can't talk about fucking basketball because, like, After what's that, the point? Yeah, you're, you're what's mad the at point? You loathe basketball. Yeah. Like, well, no, but, like, that was the whole reason that I wrote the thing that I wrote last week, right? Was, like... Like, there is stuff. There's fun stuff here. It is still LeBron freaking James. And he's doing stuff at nearly 40 years old that we will never, ever see ever again. We have Anthony Davis playing the, the center position in a way that, again, we, may, we have not seen before and we may not see for a really long time. And we have Lonnie Walker, who is really surprised. And Austin Reeves is stepping up. And Darvin Ham is a rookie coach, has saved Russell Westbrook's career. And none of that can fucking matter because this team, this front office, decided... 18 months ago that this team isn't worth competing with again. Like, yeah, I, I can try to say like, yeah, I, I guess like th- that turd, if I polish it just a certain way, just for a second, it'll shimmer because it's moist. And it turns out it's just diarrhea. Like, like, what are we doing here? Like, what, You're like, what's too many diapers? That was, that was, uh, you need to cut that. Like that. Unbelievable. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't cut any of this. I can't. I can't like. I, like I apologize ask, to the listeners of a, I hope you don't loathe this podcast after, <laughs> after that. I just, it just, it, it, it infuri- like, frankly, it, like it infuriates me, like talking about trying to watch this team on a nightly basis and, and having Frank, like the, some of the most cynical people in the NBA be in charge of this team. Like, come on, man. I, I, I'm sorry. But like, if, if this was, if this was a Kobe team, he'd demand everybody be fired. Everybody. No, nobody would have a job after, after last season, let alone get an extension. And then now the guy who's, who's made all those mistakes from the year before is making him again. And we're doing it again. (laughs) Awesome. I I don't want, I don't want to get too far down this hole, but the, the subtext of that is, you know, true, fair, you know, whatever or not, like Rob Palenka has convinced the people that matter that, uh, like he's not, that the Russell Westbrook thing was not his mistake that, you know, that was, uh, on You know, all that work to leak that it was clutch was paid off, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and all probably, right. I'm sure the cases that he's made internally, like, you know, it's not like they only it's not like Jeannie's only source of information is coming from like athletic ESPN, whatever reports like he's, you know, they talk. And I'm sure that he's told her probably even more explicitly, like how he feels about that. I mean, I, I that's that's my read on it, at least like. Yeah. Yeah. Based on how they've things have gone, like you don't extend him if you think he did that, you know. Or you do because you can't analyze friends. Like yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You know, like I, I here's the other the other part of this is that like we we analyze this stuff from a logical standpoint, but like a lot of what the what Genie Bus is doing isn't very logical. Like from yeah. from a sheer logical standpoint, you would never let Magic Johnson back through the front doors ever again. But apparently he's he still has input on this stuff. In terms of sheer logic, Kurt Rambis should never be allowed anywhere near a basketball court uh with, with takes that matter but there he is <laughs> so like no, none of this is particularly logical all right i'm 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 done ranting <laughs> so i mean my misfortune of the week is the is the acts that i'm gonna get after that rant but um you know on, on 
You our, did it. Uh, our... You 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 kept that stuff for me, and you knew it was going to trigger me. Yeah. Well, I I deserve every bit of the hate that I get. Sometimes the sometimes the best shows are just saving stuff and then making you extremely <laughs> mad on air by not having told you beforehand. Um, you know, so I hope I hope people enjoyed that or were able to get a laugh out of it. My yeah. misfortune of the week actually started out pretty positive. I you know I got um, for Mia's Christmas gift I got her tickets to go to the Lakers Pacers game. I wanted to see you know my my multiversal trade target Buddy Heald in person. You know I was, I was psyched. I got. Pretty good seats that cost, uh, you know, pretty decent amount of money. Uh, because you were on figured, TV, you know, huh? You were on TV, right? No, I was not. How did you get the picture of you guys at the in your seats? No, that was that was a South Bay Lakers game four years ago. That was that oh was, yeah, yeah. yeah oh that's I weird. Don't, I, if you'll notice, I had hair in that photo. Um, <laughs> I guess that's true. Quite a while ago. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I. Um, you know, I went, I got to find out that my beloved Lakers giraffe boy is real now. Uh, they sell plush merch in, in the gift shop. <laughs> there he the is. Shop. It was yeah. an incredible surprise that I am honestly betrayed that none of my Lakers, like none of the people that I know that work for the Lakers told me that like that was, you know, that that was there <laughs> and available. Like I had to go to a game and find out for myself and, you know, buy my own giveaway. It's unbelievable. Um, but, you know, went to that game, had a great time. Uh, you know, our, our guy Aaron showed, showed Mia an incredible time in, you know, the VIP section and all of that. So that was very nice. And Aaron is as nice of a guy to hang out with as he seems like on here to everyone except Anthony. Yep. Um, Can definitely confirm. Yeah. Um, And, but then, you know, it turns out I spent an amount of money that I will not say how much uh, to basically get, you know, kicked in the nuts (laughs) by a second round rookie, you know, yeah. In front of like, you know, 20,000 of my closest <laughs> friends or however many people moneylaundering.com arena, you know, holds. <laughs> the sound in that, like, I forgot, again, I have not been yeah. to a live basketball game in quite some time with that level of a crowd. and Especially you know, with fans, people. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, oh my God. Like, the, the like it was, you could have heard a pin drop in there. Like, after, Oof. after the, like, it, it was just... <laughs> Yeah, Dan uh, Wiccan got a great video from his perch, and yeah. um, and he was you know down and and he made sure to really get the volume on it. And yeah, it was you, you, there were there were screams like people had been murdered. Um, you know, it was just like well, was, when the ball kicked out and you saw Nemhard there with it, like everybody knew how that was going to play out. No, I disagree. When the ball kicked to Miles Turner. That's where I felt Ooh. like I was like, oh God, this is this. It has to end this way with Miles Turner hitting a game-winning three over the team he could have been on. And then when he yeah. missed, I'm like, okay, like I, I was like feeling good. I'm like, all right, you know, they got a, you know, I didn't have quite the processing speed of Tyrese Halliburton to like think like an entire novel of thoughts in those four seconds. But yeah. you know, for a brief second, you know, you feel the respite. Okay, they just got to get one more contest. You know, like I didn't, I wasn't aware of Nemhard's point three-point shooting percentages or whatever. But Neither I was, was like, LeBron. Okay, like, You're good. Yeah, they. T- I was like, they, they dodged the bullet, and you know they made, and then you know uh, just basically ended up giving like the worst Christmas gift of all time to my wife of like watching her get her hopes up, and then going into the fourth quarter, I'm like, you know, it's gonna be tight, but I think they can secure the tacos here. We're gonna be able to hit Jack in the Box oh, on the way man. home. And then not only did they not secure the tacos, like that was out of you know out of limit. I'm like, oh oh no, like they're just this is a lot of misses, and the Pacers are still hitting shots and. You have a picture 
of Mia in the hallways there at moneylaundering.com. I wasn't going to post it, but you know, when I came out of the bathroom, like <laughs> head in her hands, like I couldn't get her. See, the security people had to come and they were like, all right, you, you all have to leave your seats. You can't just sit here. Like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so I miss when Jen was that passionate about the Lakers. She actively yeah. hates them now because yeah, well, of my schedule. Well, they keep you from being a a family man. Well, in my blood pressure. She hates them for all of that. Like, you know, they're slowly and surely killing her husband and father of her children. But, um, yeah, Jen used to be that kind of... I remember the the Lakers played the Heat on a Christmas Day game, and it was like the first Shaq and Kobe game um, facing off against each other, and, and, and Jen was all stoked and i was like this probably isn't going to go very well like they're a better team the lakers just traded Shaq. um yeah, it was it, it, andrew bynum dunked on Shaq though and yeah, there was yeah. some momentum in that one and everybody was pretty amped and um and but i think the heat wound up winning it and she was just a broken person for like an hour she's like why do i do why do you do this why do you care about yeah. this team and i was like hey, you know one day babe it's gonna pay for our house <laughs> but it'll cost a lot more. All yeah. right. That is going to do it here for this episode, this premiere episode of the I Loathe Basketball podcast uh, with Harrison Maybe and myself. that'll be the video that Mia makes. She'll just do like a video of our of me explaining our night with like the photos that we have, you know? Yeah, it's, uh... that would be, yeah, I hope so. It's, it, uh, Mia, I, I love you and all that stuff, but it made me kind of laugh because I do recall yeah, the, Mia's the tweet. Was there. You there. You definitely laughed. Like that's not... <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I laughed. I laughed while I was watching the game because she tweeted, um, hey, Lakers, you got to get your shit together. There's still tacos that I want to enjoy after this. And I was like, that was actually kind of sort of the first moment I was like, oh, this this is not this is probably not ending well. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I may have to buy her a new Christmas gift at this point. I just like. <laughs> I knew there was a po- obviously I bought the tickets. I knew there was a possibility they'd lose. They have not been amazing yeah. this year. I did not expect it to be after giving up like a 32 to 14 run and then that having painful. Andrew Nemhard hit a buzzer beater to defeat them. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mia. I'm not. not I'm laughing. My bingo card. I'm laughing with you, Mia. You're laughing right now. Right. That would imply you're, you're that she was able to laugh about this even even today. <laughs> Talk to you guys next week. <laughs>